you just tuned into the hippest way to start and grow your indie author career, learn the ins, the outs, and all the all-arounds of self-publishing with the team from D2D and their industry-influencing guests. You're listening to Self-Publishing Insiders with Draft2Digital. Well, hello, everybody out there in uh, author land. We're so happy to see you uh, popping in. Thanks for being a part of this uh, Self-Publishing Insiders from draft to digital And as always, uh, we're thrilled to have our guests. And I'm, I'm going to butcher at least one of their names in advance. I apologize. But there's Anna Ease. Welcome. And there's, is it Greg G? I'm not sure. <laughs> Greg, good, 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 good. Yeah. <laughs> Greg. Greg McBride and anybody who is a, a longtime listener of the of this show or of my uh, Wordslinger podcast when that was still alive and kicking uh, recognizes Greg as a return guest, uh, one of my favorite people. I'm sure Anais is also going to become one of my favorite people at least by the end of this broadcast. So, welcome to both of you. Thanks for for uh, popping in with us. Thank you for having us. Yeah, so, glad to be back and and glad to bring uh, a new person to this and our beautiful talented on ease we're also adding to our circle also a writer oh good i love i love multi-talented people multi-hyphenates are are my favorite kind of people um so all right first greg let's 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 jump in because i want to get this out of the way this is very it's a very different book than what you've produced in the past uh so what made you decide you wanted to do a children's book well, I have had this story in my head for, gosh, I want to say since I was little. I mean, I just always had this story about a little bumblebee that wanted to do anything but make honey and everyone telling him, no, 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 got to make honey. And, uh, you know, you can draw the parallels for anybody who might have read Weightless or, you know, I, I used to be very overweight. And so when I was younger and would tell people that, you know, I wanted to move to Hollywood, uh, I was often, you know, told that that was not allowed. Um, and so, you know, again, the story has just always been in me and I've always had an, an urge to do a children's book, but I'm sure as you and many of the people watching know, children's books is probably more complicated than any other book that you're doing because it is such a art unto itself. Yeah, it I think it's even more difficult to break into, you know, you'll find some literary agent or publisher reception for lots of different genres, or even if you self publish. Um, but children's books is a real special thing. And uh, it's one of those things where sort of like Hallmark Christmas movies, and that is no plug for a heavenly Christmas. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, sorry, no. Shirley MacLaine, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> but, um, you know, people think they know them right? Like, yeah. oh, I'm going to write a Christmas movie. And, but they haven't necessarily watched one, right? Or they've seen an SNL spoof of Hallmark Christmas movies. And they yeah. think that that's enough information. P.S. It's good information, but uh, not quite enough. <laughs> and so children's books is the same thing, right? You think, um, oh, that's going to be easy or, oh, I'm going to do this. And these days, the children's book market is so intense that if you're not a celebrity like somebody like Kathy Lee Gifford, who sort of has that mom following, you're just not going to get any attention at all. But again, this was a story that I really wanted to be out, into, out in the world, something that I knew I wanted to write, but I did not have an artist. I did not have an illustrator. And in most cases, um, 
with children's books, you've got to hire an illustrator. Uh, even before you approach an agent or a publisher, you know, you've got to own the artwork. And so Anna Ease and I did things a little bit um, differently. We actually began our, I'm going to call it a love affair, on Twitter. We, you know, started interacting together. And I had yeah. my book called Waitlist. And she actually has a book called Waitlist, too. Um, sort of told from a different perspective where yeah. I was at 450 pounds. Rana Ease tells a story of uh, being underweight. And yeah. so, you know, there was a real understanding between us. And we really just, you know, we were trading books. And she was kind enough to send me some of her books, which are, oh, gosh, so eloquent, so dark. So, <laughs> like, you've got to read them twice. Like, it's just, it's, it's powerful stuff. Um, and I'm not just saying that, but I would. I would just say that, but I'm not in this case. And I, uh, she's also an amazing illustrator. I mean, I call her a Renaissance person, and she really is. And so about a year ago, maybe a little bit before, uh, I approached her with the idea of collaborating together on the story, and I let her know what it was. And I really didn't know what I was in for working with her. And this would not have happened at, it would not have turned out as well as it did without her uh, i don't want to get too ahead of the story but you know she challenged me it was she wasn't just waiting for for the words yeah. she was such a part of the birth of this bee you know she's my baby mama and bee baby mama and um so it's it's really funny but it, but it's also a testament right we think of the internet we think of like fellow artists who are you know battling each other because i got to get into the limelight before you do or i want to get more likes or i want to and it's just such a great um illustration yeah. of how two artists can come together and just really create something for the sake of wanting something special and great in the world and so i feel so lucky to be working with her she's she's amazing so and I, I'm sure I'm positive. I'm going to come to agree with that. Uh, on Ace, I've only known you for like five minutes now. And I already <laughs> like you. Uh, I am curious, like, have you done children's book illustration before? No, um, I definitely had not. Um, yeah, the whole story. I definitely was a huge fan of what Greg had done and very inspired by his work. Um, so when he told me about it, I was like, well, yes, of course. And then I'll figure it out later. <laughs> um, so that's how all great success stories go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I ha have always done art, um, starting from when I was really, really, really little, uh, always was drawing or painting. Um, so I was inspired a lot by, Joshi Taka Amano um, did the Final Fantasy art. Um, inspired by Sandman artists like Dave McKean or David Mack. Um, very a lot of dark, dark art. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and perfect, perfect for children. Perfect for yeah, children. I was exactly. just thinking that. And that's a lot of the art that I did do is very dark art. And so I kind of took all of that dark art and then I inverted it and tried to create his bee that he saw in his head and every time I go is this cute enough how can I make it cuter <laughs> <laughs> and also also original right like bees yes. are very popular yes. now and we've seen so many bees in illustrative form 
And we really wanted to have an original looking bee for, yeah. for Byron and, and his family and his, you know, fellow classmates who aren't so nice to him. And um, so there was a real challenge there in terms of making it original. And, you know, one other thing about children's books is when you think of children's books, um, as genius as the writing may be, um, it's all about the illustrations, right? It's yeah. all about the pictures because they're ver in some ways they're like a coffee table book, right? Like you could, I've bought children's books before. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it, you know, if you love the illustrations, those can be inspiring. And then if they also flow with the words, you know, and, and since Anna Ease is also an author and listen, since I have an advertising background and I can sketch, I'm no artist like Anna Ease is, but you know, it was really, there were no boundaries. There was no, okay, I'm doing this, you're doing this. All of a sudden, I'll give you an example. Anna Ease is doing research on bees. And you know me, I'm like cutting to the premiere of the book. I'm like, research, what's that? And she found out that, that uh, hummingbirds and bees uh, uh, interact together really well. And so all of a sudden, uh, I was getting Ill sketches with a hummingbird school teacher. And I'm like, oh, I guess I better put that into the story. And, uh, and then all of a sudden, Byron the Bee uh, wore a little red cape because he was like, you know, he was super in his own way. And so I'm like, oh, I guess I better put that into the story. Yeah, don't trust Anna I think it's the takeaway. The draft yeah. digital takeaway today, do not trust artists. Yes. I, I can't help myself. I'm very inspired by all the graphic novels and yeah. um, by anime um i i love i love it so any chance i get I, I try to pull those things in and also of course if we i find out anything from uh, national geographic i found out that bees sleep in flowers they get drunk on pollen which i thought was the funniest cutest thing and then they fall asleep in the flower covered in pollen with their little bee butts sticking out yeah. like face down hold on i'm going to show you because it's one of my favorite illustrations i just happen to have a book here but oh, so this you will find nature stories hold on greg pictures. i'm going to blow you up full screen so people can see okay. there we go so of the little bee kind of face down in the flower you will see images of this on national geographic and other nature oriented sites um and so this is all authentic but we love you know i mean talk about a um creative and fun art so yeah. she, her research paid off in every way i mean it was it was just great i've yeah. seen those photos of like bees falling asleep yeah. in, a, in a flower <laughs> yeah at first i was like how am i going to make a bee cute because i'm kind of afraid of them <laughs> yeah and then i started looking at those and then i yeah and then that they was born Byron was born. Why? why uh, so you spelled Byron with an I. Well, is there a, is there a story there? Well, there is. Yes, there is. Um, I the original title of the book was "Bury the Bee Who Couldn't," and Anna Eve once again doing her research, uh, mm -hmm. we realized that the DreamWorks B movie, the lead character uh, voiced by um, Stein, Jerry Seinfeld, I, yeah. was named Barry. And so we're like, oh. oh, we can't, you know, we don't want to, even though it was not born of that at all. Yeah. We realized that. What a delightful that would be way to issue. be sued. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or, or just even have people question it, right? And this yeah. is usually something I would discover on publication dates. Like, oops. Yeah. Um, 
so then we traded about what 85 emails with different because we oh, wanted it to be the the story is told in rhyme and uh so we wanted something that you know kind of goes along whimsically you know it can't be clawed the bee who couldn't uh just would not work so we were trading back and forth bee names we finally finally decided on byron but we wanted um a spelling that was semi-unique and uh we we on a ease actually it was there was a famous byron right i forget yeah, the poet i forget the poet, yeah the poet that's right um so why would i know that why would um yeah so so again though the creative it's funny because i don't think either of us thought the time involved just even at the beginning was going to be as lengthy as it was but we had such a good time working together and we were both so she was open to my ideas about the art i was open to her ideas about the copy and we were literally trading you know stuff back and forth the entire time even before we went to um, actual creating the art, actual getting the, the finished writing done um, yeah. or locked, I guess I would say. And so it's, it's been a journey, but it's, again, it's one of those great collaborations that you don't often hear about, you know, because sometimes yeah. those artists were, were pitted against each other or people would like to believe. You, you feel precious about your ideas and you don't want anyone changing yeah, yeah. your vision. Yeah. Well, that's, that's mean, you know? Yeah. And there wasn't there wasn't any meanness, you know. Good. So that that helps. So Anise, did you uh, have you worked with anyone else in, in this way before? I mean, I know you didn't do a children's book, but have you done collaborative work like this? Um, I not really, not so much. I've I've been in bands. Um, I do music and I've sang opera, so I've worked with musicians. Um, and well, you so, really are a Renaissance girl. You've you, you've got it all. <laughs> Wow. Um, so if you work with, with music, um, like, like for opera, you have to work with other people and you have to really listen to the person that is going to be playing the piano for you, for example. If you don't, you're toast. Yeah. Um, so things like that, but not, not a book. I, I usually wrote all of my books. Um, but now I'm actually making writing a book with somebody else. So, and I never probably would have been as open to it if I hadn't worked with Greg. Now you have a, an experience and process to draw from. So, yes. Yeah. 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 You guys want to be careful about these things, you know, suddenly you're, you, it's addictive. You start, suddenly yeah. you're working with everybody. Um, yeah. So I, we've got some questions have popped in. Are you guys okay with answering some questions? I got, we sure are several yeah. from uh one person in particular we'll we'll try to spread these out a little uh let's go to jd from youtube so he asks uh how was the process in collaboration between both of you i guess what was that process like for you two lots of emails lots of text messages lots of phone calls but always at least from my end it was always with uh excitement and um we we I don't know, I guess it wasn't an accident, but you know, I, I get up very early to work out. I'm up at 4.30 a.m. And as it happens, she is up at those hours too. So we would have very lengthy conversations, you know, during the 4 a.m. hour. And we would, you know, not only got to know each other better, although we were already, you know, friends by the time I had approached her to do something like this, but, um, 
you know, just trading ideas, trading research, you know, we would text each other, write each other. Uh, so again, it, it never felt like work for me. And I don't think for Ana Ease either, which, you know, again, we just, we really wanted to create something perennial, something that inspired people, uh, no matter how old they are, you know, even adults, we would read to test audiences of, you know, adult friends and they would get tears in their eyes. And um, uh, that's the last time I serve onions while I'm reading a book, but, you know, it's, <laughs> but yeah, so in answer to JD's, in answer to JD's question, you know, I would say it was very um, on a easy <laughs> wow um, it, was, it was very uh, it was very chatty very very chatty and and sometimes it was um like not about the book at all yeah. um sometimes it was it was just i i found this puppy picture you have to see it now <laughs> yeah or even we both we both are always working on multiple projects and so you know, if I was working on a deck for a new script, I would share it with her. Or if she was working on something new, she would share it with me. So again, it was just very encouraging and collaborative, uh, which is what we would hope, you know, art would be, uh, no matter what form it takes. And, you know, I'm just grateful for that. And I, I would like to think that it shows on the page too, because, you know, if the words and the imagery don't work in sync, then I think something's gonna be missing, especially from a children's book. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, I, and then there were things like that were going on in um, in Greg's life that I tried to include in the book. Like he had foster kittens, yeah. and one kitten in particular, Pitch, that we put into the book. And I I illustrated Pitch into the book in several places, um, so that he'd always have that kitten. Even, yeah. even, you know, even yeah. though how nice that's nice. Yeah, I'm, I follow yeah. all of the kitten adventures on uh, Craig's Greg, yeah. Greg's, yeah, you, you uh, have to follow kitten adventures. You you know? Yeah, you can hardly help it if you're connected to Greg. You're going to see it's that. How, lots of it's latte. How it's how I'm getting into heaven. You know, I'm a yes. really bad person, but I'll be like, but I've saved a million kittens. But I, I so, saved all the kittens. Yeah. 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 yeah, I think I remember reading in like, uh, I don't know, second second john or something uh there's a verse about that uh so here's here's a good one uh so catherine on youtube asks i self-published using kids book creator and it turned out great but the downloadable format isn't usable elsewhere what book making software do you guys use i i, I want to preface this by the way and saying that unfortunately ddd's uh print option isn't currently a great option for something like a children's book because it only does black and white images but you guys are, what are you guys using to get your book out there? We, I actually used a professional design program, Quark Express, to lay it out yeah. because uh, we wanted to have all of the creative control ourselves. And listen, there are some great um, format, formatting friendly uh, apps and, and programs out there. And I think that they are great to use because sometimes you can really get clogged up in the yeah. process and that's going to harm the creativity. Um, but for us, we really wanted, um, we really wanted to control the design and the fonts and the placement of the copy. And we even, there's places in the books where we have little design elements that really don't have a lot to do with the story. But again, we, we wanted the book to be sort of magical and that you could discover new things like, 
the little kitten that appears here and there in the story without any words, but you could find that kitten. Um, and so for us, we used Quark Express and uh, that I think helped us to be able to transfer the files, um, you know, but then when it came to the, to the ebook, you know, of course there were certain things we had to do and Ana Ease was creating, thank goodness, just giant uh, files, you know, we had to get yeah. that, that uh, Dropbox account going so we could, yeah. you know, share, <laughs> share the images, but you know, they're beautiful. Um, I've even blown up a few on canvas. Um, and so, yeah, Quark Express is the short answer, Catherine. Yeah, so, um, for for making the illustrations, I think that if you're going to be doing a children's book for, um, and you want those really vibrant colors, you want it to show up really, really yeah. well, um, you need to have really large images. You can't skimp on that. Um, yeah. because the printing isn't going to, come out like if it's a regular book cover um it doesn't need to have that high of a of a ppi but like for that a children's book where it's all illustrations it's just an art book just think of it like yeah. an art book or an art print so it needs so to where, where are you guys getting the the uh, the prints who are you going through or what do you use we we used book baby for this okay. project um and we did a hardcover paperback and ebook version Mm -hmm. um, we, we decided that we wanted sort of a one-stop shop, although we did have to really think of each project separately, um, you know, cause like the hardcover, which is our favorite, but because it's self-published is also the most expensive. Um, but you know, it, you just can't beat having this clip cover and just all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but one thing we really had to think about, and I want to share this to other writers out there is when you're doing a kid's book, you have to, and this is where my advertising background came into play, but you've got to really think about the weight of the paper. You've got to think about the gloss yeah. of the paper. When we're self-publishing books that are, you know, except for the cover are all words, you don't have to think about this, but yeah. you really do have to think about the weight of the paper and that's going to up the expense, um, not only for your own copies, but you know, when you sell them too, but again, you want the, the colors to pop. You want, you know, you want the pages to feel weighty. You don't want it to be like newspaper print. So again, there, I, and I love that, you know, you had us on Kevin, which is so nice of you, but there's, I'm telling you this kid's book world, you just think you know it and you don't. It's no, yeah. such a universe unto itself. You have already pointed out several things that I think it, are kind of fascinating from a certain perspective uh things that you don't think about like the just the the sort of how involved everything has to be like you talked about having to get like an upgraded dropbox or whatever you know like all these pieces are required in order for the two of you to be able to work together to do this but there's um one good thing a lot of people think they need to have the most expensive program to draw with and the most expensive art pad out there. And um, actually, not necessarily. I have, um, you know, an okay art pad. It's a digital art pad that uh, my husband got me for Christmas. Yeah. And he, I just wanted to try digital art. Um, and I'd never done it before. So I told him not to, not to do anything too crazy. Just get something middle of the road. And so he did, he didn't get me anything that fancy. It's just a basic one. And 
it did fine. And then I got Krita, which um, they do have a free version. So if you're really strapped for cash, you can download it for free. But they also have a version on Steam that is not that expensive. I forget yeah. exactly how much it is, but it's not very much. And I use Krita to make all of these. And it's, it's very easy to use program. It can get as complicated as you want. They have plenty of tutorials that you can watch by very talented artists making incredible art. So if you yeah. want to learn how to do art for children's these, books. These days, that stuff is so accessible to people. Yeah. Like I, I do a lot of illustration on the iPad, my iPad on a program called Procreate. Right. Uh, and yeah. that's relatively, you know, given that iPads are expensive in and of themselves, but, you know, for a relatively low investment, you've got this tool that lets you just create. Uh, yeah. You can write, you can illustrate, you can do the whole package. Exactly. Yeah. So you don't have to make a huge sacrifice to, to find out if, if you're good at it, you know? Great. Yeah. Greg, I have a comment from Alyssa. She's our designer at Draft Digital calling you out on Cork Express. Yeah, and I admit when you said that, I'm like, wow, I have not heard that in a very long time. <laughs> well, it's also a plug for Jurassic Park. They're one of the big sponsors. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, yeah, you know, Quark Express uh, sort of died a few years ago. And yeah. then, you know, in zombie fashion, sort of came back to life. And it's funny, I just never embraced InDesign. Yeah. When I was in advertising, clearly in a kindergarten exchange program, uh, Quark Express is what was used. And so I've always used Quark Express in Photoshop. You know, we used Photoshop for this project as well if I needed to darken something slightly so copy would pop or whatever it was. Um, and so I just always, you know, liked Quark Express. And luckily they have come back for the, from the dead. They are out there. And so for us, that worked. As it happened, Book Baby had templates that were in Quark Express as well. Oh, wow. Um, okay. But, you know, I will also say uh, that the amount of research that we had to do in addition to the templates, again, it's just, it is such a different beast and it can get frustrating sometimes right. um, because of all the technical stuff that, ha that has to happen. And, you know, Ana Ease would, you know, get a phone call or a text and it'd be like, look, I need you to take the illustration this much higher or... I need you to, you know, it's going to be in this shape of box, not in that shape of box. Um, and so it's, it, and as usual, as an artist, you can do all the research in the world and then you're still going to have surprises. So for me, Quark Express was not going to be a surprise. So yes, I got out my cane and my little walker and I used Quark Express. I used to use Quark Express back in the day, so. I think yeah. you and I are probably approximately the same age. So, uh, 29, yeah. So, you know, 28, 29 years old. Uh, <laughs> more questions popping up. Uh, I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce this name. I'm sorry. Uh, but from Twitter, from your experience, do ebooks or print books for children sell better? Is it even worth it to produce ebooks for kids? I love that that question came up. And I actually was thinking of this earlier today. Um, there's a part of me, I'm so happy to have the print books and especially the hardcover, like to be able to hold it and even the paperback. Um, but you know, it's 32 pages, which is standard for print books. So the, the paperback isn't quite as lofty as, you know, the hardcover. Yeah. But if I did it again, to keep 
expenses reined in, I might just do an ebook. And we really, when we plug the book and we want it to be popular and we want people to get it and be delighted by it and turn to it all the time, but ebooks, you know, you can buy them without thinking twice, right? You can price them at a price point where people are like, oh yeah, let me add this to my cart or let me add this to my Kindle or my reader or whatever it is. And so I think that's such a good question. And you might want to go the ebook route first. And then if it's popular enough, or if you're, you know, you win the lottery and you're approached by a publisher, yeah. then you could go down the, the book path. But uh, again, when you talk about the paperweight, when you talk about the gloss on the paper, when you talk about the slipcover, when you talk about all these things that are wonderful, but as a self-published author, it's very expensive. And again, at the end of the day, the things that move quickly are eBooks. Yeah. And then you also think about modern children. Modern children, a lot of them have tablets and they, are, they actually make these for children. They're sturdy. And so parents like to fill the, the, these up with books and apps and all sorts of things. And so we might be surprised with how many modern little children are reading yeah. books. Anais, you better write a dark book called Modern Children, or Kevin and I are, that's going to be our first collaboration. That is I a good title. So. And do modern children use Quark Express? I think that that's modern sure. children do all that sorts of That sounds like so, almost like a uh, philosophical cone. Uh, do modern yeah. children use Quark Express? Well, that's a yeah. question for the ages, I think. But, yeah. you know, we can't I, answer it here. I do think um, I agree with you uh, all around, and, and I do think uh, kids in particular are experiencing these things digitally more and more. But I, yeah. I do, I think it's important for you to have the the print. But again, it is a tactile experience, you know, and that's why that that paperweight and the glossy paper and all that. That's why that's important. But you know, there's still a, a lot of people, a lot of kids uh, who just that's what they want. That they want to interact with that. Um, Good point. Yeah. So here's a more comment than question, but uh, eBooks for kids do sell, although paperback has been my bestseller. And I, I do, I do think there's a very large chunk of people who prefer having that. They want that in their hand. Um, okay. So was, um, and there was a question that, that got lost here and I'm going to see if I can find it real quick, but uh I know what it was. He was asking, is Byron, here it is, is Byron or any of the characters based on real people? And we <laughs> did sort of discuss some influences, but you didn't say whether or not these were one for yeah. one people. Um, I, yeah, I guess so. Here, um, I can show you. I had a. If you show me a photo of a giant bee wearing clothes, I'm, <laughs> I'm leaving. He's wearing a tie. Okay. <laughs> um, this bee right here is based on my primary care doctor. Okay, let me bring you up full <laughs> and screen here. His, this is his tie. Okay. His, he's a very, very tall man with very long arms and very long legs. <laughs> and he told me that I was allowed to, you know, talk about him or use or draw him as a bee. And so I did, you know, there he is. Okay. He's, a, right. he's very happy to go to work. Feel a little tired, but he's happy to be there. All right. <laughs> there he and is. What, what inspired that? What made you decide to include your primary care doctor as a well, I love him. He's a great, he's great. Um, he, but 
I needed a guy with, I needed a tie. I needed a worker going to work. And I realized I don't know anybody who wears a tie besides him. <laughs> okay. Well, this this well. is the beauty of Anna Eads, right? Yeah. Like, okay, we need a little bee worker walking into the hive. Okay, I'm gonna do eight days of research and then I'll get back to you. And of course the picture, as you just saw, has all these beautiful little details in yeah. it. Um, you know, of the hive itself, the flowers, all this stuff. But you know, that that the bee is based on um, her primary care physician is just amazing. And, you know, I think going beyond that too, I think there's a little bit of Byron in everybody. Um, mm -hmm. You know, he has parents, he has friends. Um, so there's certainly biographical stuff baked in for sure. Yeah, yeah I, I think so. I think that everybody wants to, they might even want to be something that they're not even, you know, or be something that they're not. Be, yeah, exactly. Or, <laughs> you know, or strive to be better or, you know, they have that secret hope that, that they will be better and they'll, they can continue to become better because it's a journey. Um, and so, you know, he's a, he's a good one to use for me because he had that journey. He was, an engineer and he didn't, you know, he changed and then he became a, a physician and he's a very optimistic person. And so it's, he's perfect. He's a perfect optimistic B. Yeah. And <laughs> so he's B positive. He's B positive, right? See, you're not the only one who can do the dad joke. Oh, that, no, you should be a writer. <laughs> well, you should. Um, so I, and it, there's other people too, you know, I have uh, on the, the dressmaker, my sister is making dresses. Um, she's a really good seamstress. And so she is in the fashion designer, her <laughs> dress that she was working on. Yeah. I need a fashion designer, so. I already know I'm going to take a ribbing in uh, in Slack at, at draft to digital for all the dad jokes and puns. Uh, so keep them coming. Um, oh, there it is. There's bring, bring my it up a little. Oh, okay. There's my sister's dress. B designer. That's hilarious. Yeah. So I mean, there's there's probably so many and and things that I don't even know about <sighs> because that's how brains work like they, lots of little easter eggs and things in there you know they just there definitely are yeah, you know kevin good. it's interesting that you bring up the puns and stuff too because at one point we had more in there just because they were fun and we never forgot that we were writing for a target audience of three to five aka myself um <laughs> 32 pages perfect length uh yeah. but we we again we wanted the story to be classic so we tr we really made an effort to not be too cute um, obviously it's fun, the, the, you know, and, and the subject matter lends itself to some puns and that sort of thing. And, yeah. you know, we, we do have some fun with it, but we, we wanted something that wouldn't be old the second time you read it, or that wouldn't stop the story, right? That's the worst thing you could do is, is stop the reader. And so if something was too cute or too pun oriented, it might not, you know, be as lasting as we hope this story will be. Um, now. Are we having fun with all the bee puns in, you know, our Twitter uh, feed and things like that? Yes, yeah, absolutely. And that's absolutely, maybe, the, honey. You know, yeah, that's the, <laughs> I see what you did there. Uh, that, that may be actually the, the better place for that stuff to happen, really, because, you know, it can get a little cloying when it's, you know, when it's the entire book. But 
you know, yeah. you're celebrating it. I like that. You know? Yeah. You know, I, I think that it's, it's fun to have little hidden things too, you know, for kids can look at it and get a little bit of enjoyment from things. And then you have a bee going to real estate. That's ridiculous. And that's yeah. something that adults can appreciate because adults have to, they know about real estate and then they can explain that to kids because kids love learning things. And then you have this random bee flying around and he's wearing the outfit the prince wore. Yeah. Um, is it? Oh yeah. Oh, the outfit the prince wore. That's funny. right. And so it's just, it's a little something extra for people who are older, you know. Yeah. Or more yeah. who have to read the book to their kids eight, 80 times. Exactly. Which, hope happens. Which yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they, they might have that a different soundtrack going in their head. Yeah. Yeah. You've built in a, a an excuse for them to to personally interact with both the story and their and their kid. That's I, I want it to be a multi-layered story. We both yeah. that's that's what we wanted. We wanted what to have lots of layers. What is the um, the sort of moral of the whole book? Well, if we told you that, we would be revealing a twist. Which we're not going to <laughs> All right. Well, I won't. I won't there, ask there is, for spoilers. There is a little twist, but listen. The the moral of the story is you you can be be anything you want to be. I mean, it's you know, it's it's this is you know, it's it's just a it's a perennial message. It's something that. But a lot of times we sort of get in our own way, right? Like I'm sure there's people watching that think, uh, I want to write a children's book, but I don't think I could do it. Or I don't think I, I could find an illustrator. I don't, you know, we're so quick to yeah. tell ourselves that we can't do something, but then we never do it. And um, listen, we tripped forward all the way through this. When we started this project, I think we both thought maybe 60, 90 days at the most. And it's yeah. been a year long effort. And luckily we loved working together and, you know, Anna Ease would, you know, text me at 3 a.m. and say, forget the drawing on page five, I'm redoing it, you know, and I would get the drawing and it was sort of like, which one is different than the other? And she decided that the roses needed to be a little bit of a different color. So, you know. Well, so now you have a we, whole bunch of extra illustrations you could bundle together as a, as a bonus book. As a be cool. Oh, yeah. I, I, I will be doing the puns. Yeah, no, it's so again, you know, the, 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 the moral of the story is the moral for all of us, like, don't tell yourself no, you know, yeah. you can do anything you want. And that's what I love uh, about things like this, right? Like, you know, we initially did, uh, you know, approach a few literary agents and, you know, both of us have a very solid background in publishing. I have my film stuff. And we didn't get one response. And so we're like, okay, well, we're gonna do it ourselves and we're gonna yeah. make it the book we want. And we pulled in editor friends and we pulled in school teachers and we did, you know, we did all the necessary stuff, but we never took no for an answer. And here we are on draft to digital. That's Happy right. ending. There you go. <laughs> and I love that as a as a that's the moral of your tale. And I think that that yeah. is um it's kind of one of those things that I, I I talk to authors about all the time. Like I love I love how it all came together. Like you know, you said, you know, if someone decides I want to write a children's book, and then it's well, how do I find an illustrator? Well, you found an illustrator just by being friends with someone on Twitter, and you know, once I've got that, what do I what do I do? Do I need to go buy a bunch of fancy software, or who who do I go to? Can I get a publishing deal? You 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 saw the problems, but instead of them becoming barriers 
the solutions were what moved you forward. That's, yes. I love that. And you know what, Kevin, that actually happens in Hollywood as well. You know, it's, it's when a movie comes together, there's a real sense of when I was younger, I used to do community theater. And even in A-list situations, there's just a real sense of community theater at the heart of it. It's like, okay, you guys, let's put on a show because you're basically going into battle together, right? Whether you're creating something on the page, whether you're creating something for the screen, whatever you're doing, it's going to be nearly impossible to get it done. And so if we take no for an answer, us artists, everyone watching this is an artist. If, if we take no for an answer, then the world isn't going to be different from our art. And yeah. so, yeah, you just, you've got to trip forward. You've got to make the mistake. Would we do things differently for the next book? Yeah, we would. But will there be a next book? Yeah, we've already talked about two sequels, actually. And that's how much fun this was to work on. And so if we get hung up by the mistakes, if we get hung up by the rules, if we get hung up by the programs we need, you know, and you just find a workaround, you just, let me tell you, Book Baby, uh, they are sick of my emails, I promise you, but we were going to do it right. And I wanted to know about the exact margins and I wanted to know about this and beyond the template. And so you just keep trying and doing and you, you create, that's, that's what we're all doing. And, you know, thank God for self-publishing because, it really allows us, you know, combined with social media to get something out into the marketplace that otherwise maybe wouldn't have been there. Yeah. And I always think about the long, wonderful history of self-publishing as well. Some of my very favorite works of art were self-published throughout history. Um, Henry Miller, Mm self-published. I mean, come on. All of these classic people that everybody now reveres a lot of them couldn't find anybody to publish their work and they were hand cranking it themselves. So that's what it takes. Yeah. I always point out to people that most of those books you had to study as classic literature in, in English class were actually self-published books. Absolutely. They were. <laughs> they were. All yep. right. Well, uh, this has been uh, amazing and uh, very inspirational. You, both you guys have done something incredible, in my opinion. I, 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 am, I have no particular interest in doing a children's book, um, but maybe I should think about it because it seems like, you know, the collaboration is something I'm really admiring about what you guys pulled off. But, so when, it, when can we expect the sequel? Uh, well, that'll be a while off. I mean, the book publishes on June 10th. Okay. Um, you can pre-order now if you'd like to. I already um, want the next one. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's yeah. We we joke about the different titles. It depends how bitter we are in the day. You know what yeah. what Byron's next adventure will be. You know Byron finds a real publisher. You know. But, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the places will go. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's been a it's been such a fun journey, and we're really excited that that this book is going to be out there. So speaking of it coming out in June, people can find it at ByronTheBee.com or just go search for it on, on all the various platforms, right? Yes. Yep. Byron the Bee who couldn't. Byron with an I. Byron with an I. ByronTheBee.com. So that's great. Uh, well, okay. We are, we're at time, so we're going to have to wrap up, sadly. Uh, I'm glad both of you uh, made the time to, to appear on the show and chat with us. Um, I wish you all the success in the world for, for the book and everything you do after this. 
Well, thank you. Thank you, Kevin. It's great to see you and great to introduce you to Anna Eve. Just yes, I'm such thank a fan you. of hers. So You've only you. made my life better by uh, by making the introduction. So uh, everyone else out there, uh, make sure that you are liking and subscribing this video if you haven't already, uh, if you're watching live especially. But if you're not, um, make sure that you uh, go ahead and subscribe to us on YouTube, Facebook, and elsewhere. Uh, in fact, uh, the joke is always the same. If you put slash draft to digital after just about any URL, you're sure to find us. So uh, make sure you do that. And be sure to bookmark d2dlive.com where you'll get uh, little updates on what's coming up next, countdown timer, all that stuff, uh, so that you can tune in on these live events. If you're catching us in the podcast later, uh, you are also welcome to check out d2dlive.com. So, all right, uh, that's going to wrap us up. Greg? Uh, Anais, thank you both so much. Thank you, Byron, for Bye. making an appearance right here at the end. We'll talk to you guys next time. Take care. Thank you. Thanks. That's it for this week's Self-Publishing Insiders with draft to digital Be sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts and share the show with your will-be author friends. And start, build, and grow your own self-publishing career right now at draft2digital.com.